Hey, Jason Rice here. I'm going to do another what we call lot party quick tip, but Facebook Live. We'll have this on the podcast. Uh, and I titled this one, you know, why as a dealer, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, worry about companies like the Carvanas or the Rooms and others um, that are out there, even uh, things like FAIR. You know, I, I did look at FAIR at NADA. I think it's an advantage for dealers to help move those in, that, that inventory. Uh, but the cool thing about that, the customer, if they do buy it online like that, is engaged with the dealership. But the reason why I say, you know, you know, most dealers, obviously, we're going to be um, competitive. We're not worried about what the guy down the street's doing. We're worried about what we're doing. Uh, but, you know, these are some, you know, uh, game changers out there in the market and disruptors, what they, they like to be called. And uh, But really, all these these companies, and let's just say Carvana, for example, and use them as the example, um, you know, the, there's nothing that they're doing that a dealer can't provide themselves. Um, there, a, a dealer can do a seven day or three day or five day return policy. A dealer can deliver a car to the customer. There's software and products out there now that everything can be done online with financing and everything. So if you, if you have the ability to allow customers to buy cars the way they may want to or are trending to want to, um, you know, dealers have the ability to do everything that Carvana and these rooms and fairs and everything's are doing. Uh, but the, the unique difference is, and where I think dealerships um, can really take advantage of this, and I think dealerships need to do a lot of work on, comes down to your people. Uh, you don't get a, a salesperson or consultant and an educated uh, consultant to help that customer narrow down. Because I think the numbers are still as high as 60% of the people that when they show up at a dealership still end up leaving in something else even after they've done 11 hours of research online. Uh, they, they, they visit very few dealerships now. They don't hop around. Uh, but you know, the biggest differences are people and where I say a lot of dealers can uh, improve their work on this is, uh, you know, when we get dealerships and when we get leads or uh, when we, you know, are going to go into a call with a dealer, a lot of times we're going to the website and I look at a staff page because I want to know who I'm talking to and what they may look like and what's their position at the store, um, what's their title and um, prior to the call. And the staff pages are pretty awful. And a lot of stores didn't even have a staff page, maybe because of a high turnover rate. But no staff page or the page uh, is very limited. Uh, I would encourage dealers to have not only staff page photo, not only the name and the position, the, the email and the phone number. Um, I think you have the bio. And, and, you know, I've seen some really good dealers doing uh, videos with sitting with a sales consultant and just interviewing them. Hey, you know, how long you've lived in town, how long they've been in the car business, what are they like, how, I mean, kids, what's their hobbies, things like that, just to get real personal. Things like a, I know a dealer rater does a good job uh, of, of helping sell that staff um, and not just the car. Because people buy cars and buy products from people they know, like, and trust, right? And uh, that's the biggest advantage that dealers have over these systems like a Carvana or Vroom is, is their staff and their, and their people. What's up, Adam? You know, um, so 
I think dealers, if they can focus on that, and not only that, keep the staff, but educate them. And I, and I gave an example. I, it wasn't a car purchase, but it really stuck out to me. I was buying a, a computer uh, for the office. I was going to get a laptop, but I decided to get a Mac, uh, or not a Mac, but a um, Microsoft, I think it's called a Pro 6 or something. It's a tablet with a keyboard, um, and I've been shopping online and everything. And I could have bought it off of Amazon. Um, I've seen them at things like Costco, I believe. And But I, I did some research. I looked at them on Best Buy. Now, one of our big retail at Best Buy, we had two locations here uh, in my area. The one closest to me shut down. And so I was going to go get uh, this computer. I was going to go to Best Buy because I was thinking, you know, maybe I want somebody to help me on this. Maybe I want to a laptop or something different. I thought I wanted the Microsoft, the, the tablet, um, but I wanted to go to Best Buy to maybe talk to somebody to see if there's maybe a better alternative. But driving there, and it was a 20-minute drive now to the other location because the closest one stopped, and I was passing a Costco, and I remember last time I was there with my wife, they had those products there, and I said, you know, I'm going to stop in the Costco real quick and see what kind of deal they had, and it made me think right then and there, it's like, why would I do this, you know, uh, why do people go to Amazon instead of, and why do people go to Walmart instead of the smaller moms and pops and, and the Home Depots and the Lowe's? And it came down to the fact that, you know, right now we just get desperate for looking the, for the best price. But really, a lot of times I'm looking for customer service. Um, I, you know, if I'm doing some plumbing at the house, which I've done before, I, I mean, I go up to Home Depot and I've literally purposely stand there and just wait for somebody to help me and I'll see how long it takes. And I've literally stood there 15, 20 minutes and then I finally pull somebody out and then they, they start helping me. And Well, this really ain't my department. Let me see if I can track down this person and that person's not helpful. And it gets to the point I go, you know what, just I'll just. I know going into these stores, I'm probably not going to get the help that I want because they might be a, a low-paying hourly somebody and they have a lot of turnover. And so you get frustrated. You go, why, why am I going to go to that store? Want to get helped by somebody, but more likely won't get helped. And if I do, they ain't going to know what they're talking about. And so I might as well just buy find the cheapest one out there, buy that, and, and then try to figure it out myself. And that's where my frustration is with a lot of those things. So that's what happened. Going to Best on my way to Best Buy, again, to hopefully go get educated. But I'm like, yeah, more than likely I get there and the person ain't going to know much about what I need. Best Buy is better than most when you come into like the computer section. But I was like, you know, I'll stop at Costco. I get in there, and they had the bundle package with the pen and the keyboard for I know at least 100 or two cheaper than if I would have just went to, it was basically like the pen and the keyboard for free, $200, $250 worth of products um, for free in this Costco bundle. And I know nobody at Costco is going to be able to really help me, but I knew that was a product I probably wanted. I could have spent more time, went to Best Buy, dealt with somebody that probably didn't know a whole lot. Know, need, uh, know a whole lot. So I just figured, buy what I could. And, and I, that just dawned on me. I'm like, man, this is what's going on with the retail industry, the, the bricks and mortars. We go into these places, you go to Walmart, no one's going to help you unless you track somebody down. And then even if they do, they don't have any experience in it. 
But that's the biggest difference, and this is what's going on. If people are doing this with computers and, and, and anything, and electronics, a lot of stuff that I buy ends up buying off of Amazon because I don't want to drag all over town. And, you know, if I do want some help, I'm not going to get help. So might as well just look for the best deal, buy it, and figure it out myself. And that's what's going to happen with cars. People are just getting accustomed to that, and they don't want to have to deal with salesmen. And then somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about, and then it, might as well just buy it and figure it out later and take it back if I don't want to. But dealers can do everything that Vroom Carvana is doing but take the advantage of their staff and get these people engaged with your dealership because your dealerships are part of the community. They give back. Uh, salesmen and sales staff are typically, you know, uh, involved in the community. They may know each other. So uh, take advantage of your staff, meaning that get your staff page going. Get good bios broken down in there. Maybe do videos. Get dealer radar. Get things like that to build up your staff because it's the people that make the biggest difference. And I know buyers, I know I will pay extra and I would go out of my way if I knew I was going to get and take care of. And that's where calls and emails, when you do get a lead and you're calling an email and engaging, I always said there's a front and the back of like an internet follow-up process or any kind of follow-up process, the front end being how I engage, how, how do I call, how do I email, how do I talk to the customer, educating them on what happens when they trade their car, what's the taxes, am I, what's their trade might be worth, you know, am I going to have the car pulled up when they get here, but then when the back end of that process is when they actually show up, and does everything stay consistent, and they, they end up coming to you because they, they end up liking and trusting you over the phone and the email communications that, hey, this person knows what they're talking about, they're, they're answering my wants and needs, I'm going to go in there and see if they they can continue to help me and make sure I'm making a good decision. They show up at the dealership. And then if that all falls apart there, that's where we lose that opportunity. And they go, well, let me keep shopping. And then we, we're out. But if that consistency stays there when they show up or educate it, we, we narrow them down. We find their wants and their needs and go, you know what? This might not be the right car because of the kids and the car seat and blah, blah, blah. And we end up switching them to something else. And they leave happy. And that's things that can't happen at these, these Carbonas and Brooms. So I wouldn't worry about them because everything they do, you could do as a dealer yourself, start implementing those processes, have it on the side. It might only be two, three, four, five, 10% of your business and 90% done traditionally. Oh, I did get blood drawn today, but you know, 90% done traditionally or 95%, but it's going to grow and it's going to continue to grow as uh, people do what I just did with that computer. So I hope this is helpful. I'm cutting it short. Um, email me jricelotpop.com or visit our site lotpop.com and do a free inventory evaluation.